0: Okay, so I plan to say a few things. Hopefully, maybe we'll have some time to do it. So the, the, um, the Gemara tells us in tractate Brachos, 33B, and in Megillah, 25A, the Gemara says that Rabbi Chalina made a famous statement. Everything is in the hands of heaven with the exception of the fear of heaven. What does the fear of heaven mean? So the Gemara in Nidal on page 16b explains that there is an angel that's appointed on conception. And the angel takes the drop that's going to fertilize the egg, which is going to be a person, is going to be born. And he says, This person is going to be he's going to be either wise or he's going to be foolish. Or he's going to be Giborachalish, he's going to be either strong or weak. Or he's going to be Asheron, he's going to be poor or rich. But He's not going to say whether he's going to be a tzaddik or a rash, He's not going to say whether he's going to be righteous or evil, because a Because everything is in the, the everything is in the hands of heaven. It's predetermined, with the exception of the fear of heaven. And from this gemara we see the fear of heaven means free choice. Every single person has free choice. And the Rambam in the Laws of Teshuvah, chapter five, at the beginning codifies this as law and he says that Rishus Nisuna, that every person has been given the purview and has been given the the power to either be evil, as evil as they want. Nobody's going to stop them. They could be as evil as your Ben-Navak, but they could be as righteous as Moshe Rabbeinu. As, they could be as as, as righteous as Moshe Rabbeinu. Whatever they want to do, they can do. And the Ram says that because a person has free choice, therefore, Therefore, they are responsible for their actions, and they are held accountable for their actions, as the Ram says. And so, in this class that we're we're, we're talking about, because we're on the cus- cusp of Rosh Hashanah, the Gemara tells us in Rosh Hashanah, page 16b, that the responsibility is as follows. The Gemara says that on on Rosh Hashanah there are three books that are open. One's of the of the evil. Neshoyim gmurim, tzadikim gmurim, uh, righteous people, and beninim, people who are in between. Tzadikim gmurim, people who are righteous, nechtab lemisah. Moshe Shana, they get signed for death. Tzadikim gmurim, righteous people, they get signed nechtab so lemisah. They get signed for life. Beninim people, people who are in between, they are. Uh, they are held in abeyance between Rosh Hashan and Yom Kippur. If they merit, they go, they go to life. If they don't merit the Misa, they go for death. And the, the Gemara tells us in Broncos, Ravah says that we are all bainanim. Every single one of us is considered to be a bainanim. We are considered to be in between. The, the uh, Abaye chides, Rava, and he says to him, well, l'choy, l'choy, l'choy "If you are a benim, Rava, if you are a person who's in between, then as Rashi explains, there's no such thing as a tzaddik there's, no there's no such thing as a righteous person. And when it's not for now, but the Bawa Tanya, at the beginning of the Tanya talks about what Rava means exactly when he says that everybody is a bainini. But the simple explanation of the Gemara is is that a bainini is a person who's in between." A person who's not a Tzadik, who's not in Rashi is exactly in the middle. So the Rambam is funny when he called the fam- there's a famous Rambam that he codifies this Gemara in Rosh Hashanah, page 16b, the Rambam says, changes the Gemara. And he says like this, in the laws of Tshuva, chapter three, Alokha number three, he says that between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, if a person does Tshuva, then they will merit life. If they don't do tshuva, they won't merit life. Now the lechem, the lechem, the the lechem Mishnah points out that the Rambam changed the Gemara. the The Rambam, the, the Gemara says, if a person will, if they, if the Benini, if the person who's in between will merit, then they will get life. And if they don't merit, they won't get life. The Rambam says only if they do tshuva. Says the lechem Mishnah, what do you, what do you have to do tshuva? He's in in between. He has half, as Rashi explains there in uh, in in Rosh Hashanah, he has half. Rashi explains that a Russian gomer is one person that has the majority of, of sins. Abandoning a person's routine has half and half. So let him do one more mitzvah. If he does one more mitzvah. He's fine, right? That's what the Lech Mishnah says. So why did the Ram say that he has to specifically do the mitzvah of tshuva? He could do any mitzvah that he wants. Why? Why specifically this mitzvah? So the Lech Mishnah says that there's a mitzvah to do tshuva between Rosh Hashanah and Yom because it says in the Apostle, you should seek Hashem when he's found, and when is he found? Between Hashem and Yom Kippur. And the Gemara says in Rosh Hashanah, page 18a, that even if a, 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 a person has to do and then he'll be answered if he does tshuva. Between that time. So it says the Lachem Mishnah, that if he doesn't do tshuva during that time, it's an Avera. Right? It's a, it's a transgression. If it's a transgression, that tips him over the scale. Now he's a rush. That's what the Lachem Mishnah says. So the... Um, there's a fam- famous Rabchaim Shmulevitz in Sikhas in, Musa in, in, in the year, it's divided into years, his, his book is divided into years, three years. So it's in the year Tafshin Lamed days, Maimar Aleph, the first article. There, he quotes all of this, everything, uh, most of the, what we said. And he, he quotes the answer of Darbyetsek Belzer. He says that if a person doesn't do tshuva this, during this time, then the transgression is not just another transgression. It's such a huge transgression that 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 no, that it cannot be overcome by any mitzvah because because it's a mitzvah to the tshuva. That, that's his answer. The Reb Chaim wants to say a different answer. He wants to say it like this: that the explanation of the gemara, the gemara says like this. The gemara says, the gemara says that the beninim are pluim They are. They are in abeyance between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. What's the literal translation? It says uh, it says uh, the literal translation is the literal translation is they are hanging, behind them and they are standing. What does that mean that they're that they're hanging and standing? So he quotes the altar of Nevi'itik. The altar of Nevi'itik says, "You know how you used to hang? How you used to they used to hang people? They put them up on a chair and they put a noose around their around their neck and then they." They kick the chair and then the chair falls and then the, and then and then the noose catches the neck and it breaks the neck so says the altar of navari this is what the gemara means they are hanging meaning that they have a noose around them and they're standing on the chair that's what well, that's what the gemara means a bainini, a person who's in between is truly involved they're held they're held in abeyance but they are standing and they're hanging Says Rambam, what does the Alt of Nevardik mean? The Alt of Nevardik means to say that they are a person who's in in between is also decided to sin. He's also decided to die, just like a Russia. The same way that a Russia, an evil person, Russia Gomer, who has majority of sins, he has decided that he should die. So too, so too, a Beinin is also decided he should die. He says, no, but but Hashem does a special chesed that since he's a benimi in between Rosh Kip, in, in if he does tshuva there'll be a reprieve for the decree if he doesn't do tshuva there won't be a, a reprieve for the decree that's what the Rambam makes. and therefore it doesn't help to do another mitzvah because a Russia, a person who is evil who has majority of sins and he does tshuva between Rosh Hashem and Yom it's not going to help because since he's already written in the book of in the in the book of, the, of dying right he's not it's not gonna help him so too it doesn't help the bainini to do another mitzvah to become a tzaddik but the bainini does help that there is a chesed that's done that hashem allows him to do tshuva so if he does tshuva he could take them. They'll, t- they'll take the noose off his neck and they'll take him from the chair and if not then it will be where he'll be That's what. That's the Okay. So this is the classic, the classic, uh, the classic Torah that uh, that that said before Rosh Hashanah. Mr. Rebbe Chaim was a famous roshiyah. He was a in the Mir Yeshiva, and, and uh, this is what they, this is what they said. So now our question this evening is to explain what does Rebbe Chaim mean. Why is, why is, why is it that Tshuva achieves a reprieve for the Beinim? Why is that true? Okay. So let's say like this. Let's say as follows. The Gemara tells us in in Azar in, in, uh, in uh, Abedazar, 1780, the Gemara says that there was a person by the name of Elazar ben Dudaya, a person who every single zone, every single heralat he saw, he paid and he had relations with. That's this little re- reading of the Gemara. He found one that's very fancy, collected money. He went to see her. And the Gemara says that she said, Allah is never going to do tshuva. He's never going to repent. Never. When he heard this, he got inspired. He felt, he felt bad. I'm, I'm skipping a lot of the detail in the Gemara. And he said, the matter depends upon me and I have to do tshuva. And he did tshuva. And then he died as he was doing tshuva. And there was a heavenly voice. A Yitz Basko, a Basco came out and said, "Rabbi Elazar ben our teacher, Elazar ben doya is nizum lechayal He is going to go to the world to come." And the Gemara says that when Rabbi heard this, what Judah Nasi, when he heard this he cried and he said, "Yesh koenol so There's a person that can acquire their world to come in one moment, and that was in one moment. And that was Elazar So our question on the Gemara is, is that why did Rabbi Elazar ben Doya die? Why did he die in doing tshuva? He did tshuva, so Why? he did tshuva. Yeah. Okay, so the answer is like this. The answer is, if is there's another Gemara in Chagigah, the Gemara in on page 14b says, there were four people that went into the pardes. They went into the orchard. Rashi said, Rashi learns that they went into heaven. They went into Shemayim. Toises learns that it, 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 it appeared to them as if they went there, but they didn't actually go. Whatever it is, they went to Shemayim. And the Gemara says that when they went to Shammai and they saw the heavenly court, Ben Azai died, Ben Zoyma went crazy, Elisha Ben Avuya became a a, a heretic, and Rabbi Akiva, nothing happened to him. So the question is, why did Ben Azai and Ben Zoyma die? So Rashi says, Rashi says that the reason why is because it says in Parshish Kisisa, Lo Yirani Adam Bukhai. A person cannot see me, Hashem says, and live. So when Ben-Azai saw, when Ben-Azai saw, when he went up to the heavenly court and he saw the Hashem, that there was so much, uh, what is it, so much uh, uh, inundation, is there such a word? He was inundated with spirituality to the point where his neshama was was so exposed that it could not be contained within his body and he had to leave him and that's why he died basically became too spiritual. That's what the Gemara Gemar seems to say. Right? That's what the, the way the Rashi says it also. So we could say like this, that a person can maintain their Nishama, their soul and their body, as long as they don't get too spiritual. But if they get to a certain point where they become so spiritual and they're not ready for it, they will die in, the, in, the, in that experience. So perhaps maybe we could suggest that Allah ibn Doya died for that reason. Because when Allah the was a person who, there, he, was defi- he was defiled. His body was defiled by all the hair locks that he met, right? And all of a sudden, he did this intensive, acute tshuva that he became a different person. He became somebody else. And he became like Ben Azar. He became so acutely aware of the spirituality that he could not stay, he could not stay in his body anymore. The tshuva transformed him into somebody else. And that's why he died. And the Rabbim says this also, the Rabbim says this in the Laws of Chuva, in, 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 in uh, chapter two. The Rabbim says that a person is capable of doing chuva to the point where they are transformed into another human being, where the Kel Deos is made Allah where Hashem who knows all of the character traits can testify upon him that he will never come back to this, whatever is his infraction that he did again. right? Okay, so perhaps maybe we could say like this, maybe we could say, what's our question? Our question is, Reb Hayim says, or in the Rambam, says the way that Reb Hayim explains, that a Bainini is really obligated in a death penalty, just like a Rasha, right, and he's going to die. On Rosh Hashanah, there, it's the Yom HaDin, it's the day of judgment. And that's when it's decided. But for the Benini, there, there's reprieve, if he does tshuva, he will survive. If he doesn't do tshuva, he will die. Why, is tshu- why tshuva specifically? So perhaps according to what we're saying, we could say that tshuva is different than any other mitzvah in that it transforms a person into a different being. It transforms him into somebody else. Allah became somebody else so much so that he could no longer stay in his body. He, be- he-, he became a person where Hashem would testify about him that he would never do what he was doing. He would never perform the act of defilement that he did. He became a different person. So it could be that on Rosh Hashanah, if a person person does tshuva, and he's a beninim, the tshuva transforms him into somebody else, into something else. And since the tshuva transforms him, now he's no longer a beninim. And since he's no longer a beninim, there is a chesed from Hashem that he can be zoicha, he can merit l'chaim. He can be zoicha that he should become, that, that, that that he should live can't happen to, to Russia because he doesn't have that chesed, but it can happen to Arbainini. So Arbainini is, is given, but any other mitzvah is not going to have this transformative formula for the person, so therefore you can't do another mitzvah, you can only do the mitzvah of tshuva, because a person can't stay Arbainini, because as a is Chaib Misa, as a benini, he's obligating a death penalty. It's only if he's not Arbainini will he be able to live, he has to be at tzaddik, which means that he has to have one extra one extra and the only way to do that is through the through the medium of tshuva. Let's give. Let's give an example of the transformative process with the time that we have left. There is an interesting gemara. The gemara says in tractate Makkos on page ten. The gemara says that the gemara says that uh, a person who kills by accident. The Pasuk says in Parashat Baris he will run to one of these cities, and he will live. So the Gemara says, what does it mean that he will live? That he will run to one of these cities and he will live. The Gemara says that if he's a Rebbe and yeshiva and he kills somebody by accident, the whole yeshiva has to go with him to the city of refuge. And if he's a student and he kills somebody by accident, his teacher, his Rebbe, has to go with him to the city of refuge. The Rambam, in the Rambam, in chapter seven of the laws of Ratzeh Sanefesh explains that why is it that he, why is it that the Rebbe, the whole yeshiva has to go with the Rebbe? So the Rambam says because bale Chokhma, the life of people of wisdom, meaning Torah scholars, Umbakshah and those that seek it, seek it below Talmud. Without learning, it's considered like death. So there, he's not obligated to death penalty if he kills by accident. He's obligated to be exiled in the city of refuge in Gaulis. So therefore, he has to be able to live there. He can't live without the Torah, therefore, the whole yeshiva has to go with him. That's the way the Rambam explains it. So now, what does the Rambam mean by this, by these words, that it's considered like death if a, person, if a, if a Torah scholar doesn't learn? So there is a Rafutner in his Pacha Yitzchak in Shvuas, Maimer Dalit. He explains this. He says as follows. He says um, Okay, we have seven minutes, right? He says like this. He says that there's there's a word that people use incorrectly in his opinion. That is mixed. This word is in Yiddish is called Steiging. Steiging means to accumulate more. So, what does shtaigi mean to accumulate more? It means in business you have one car, you buy another car, you buy a third car, right? So, people apply this word, he says, to learning. You learn one page of Gemara, you learn a second page of Gemara, you learn a third page of Gemara, right? So just as, no, he says that the term, but he says the Gemara doesn't work like that. He says the Gemara doesn't work like that. With business, it works like that, but the Gemara doesn't work like that. Why? Because there is a difference between necessity and luxury. The difference between necessity and luxury is, if a person has a necessity, they will, they will. if they don't have the necessity, they'll die. If they don't have the luxury, they won't die. That's the difference. In business, if you have one car and then you have a second car, that's luxury. In learning, if you learn one page and you continue to learn and you have two pages and you learn two pages, that's not luxury. He says, why? Because when a person learns, now, they're, now they are... He says, imagine a child that eats a certain amount of food. And then they grow up into a, a, a baby that eats a certain amount of food. Then they become a toddler. Does the toddler eat more food or does the toddler eat the, the food that they need? They eat more food. But not because it's more, because it's extra, because they, eat, they just happen to eat more. But that's because they... Their, their needs have increased because they're bigger. So therefore, they eat more. With wisdom, it works like that also. If a person learns something, then their needs for more wisdom is not for more. It's not that they have, like, a, like, like an older person, it's like the nourishment. If they don't have that, then they don't have what they need. So the word steiging, he says, is inapplicable to spirituality because the, the, to acquire more is not what it means. If a person learns something, they have to have transformed into a different being that needs more wisdom. Now, whatever the more wisdom they learn is not a luxury in terms of that it's more, but it's a necessity. What's the definition? What's the difference between the luxury and necessity? We said if a person doesn't have necessity, then they die. So a person who's wise, who doesn't have what they're used to in the learning, if they don't have what they need, then they don't have the necessity. Then it's considered like they're dying, and that's why. He, say, he says that the Gemara tells us so in on page 7a, that a, that a person who said that I, I learned from my students more than I learned from anybody else. So a teacher who has a yeshiva, a rebbe who has a yeshiva, if he doesn't have his students, then he's learning less because from his students he learns more than everybody else. That means he's missing his necessity. Since he's missing his necessity, he's going to die. Therefore, the whole yeshiva has to go with him into exile. That's what the Rambam means, right? And and that's the Gemara's conclusion. So you see that the Torah also has a transformative property that it can transform a person into a different being. And we're applying that same concept to Tshuva. The same way that the Torah can transform a person, so to Tshuva can transform a person. But then you'll ask me, now we're moving a a little fast, but we only have four minutes left. Then you'll ask me, so then according to everything that we said, let the Bainini learn Torah. Why does he have to do tshuva? Because the Torah will transform him, right? Into a different being. Maybe you'll ask me that. I'll give you the answer. The Gemara says in Kiddush on page uh, 49b. If I'm not mistaken. The Gemara says that if a person says, if a person says to a woman, "Hari mekodesh shashtu, you, you are to me al me shani tzaddik on the condition that I'm righteous. Says the Gemara, I feel who Rasha Gomor, even if he's a complete Rasha, Right? It's a good kiddushim. Because Shema here a believer. Maybe, and this is the point, of, uh, the entire point of our, of our discussion. Maybe he thought about Chuva in his heart. Right? So you see that if the Gemara is saying that if a person is a Rasha, a Gama, which means according to Rasha and Rosh Hashanah that we said, it means that he has more, more sins than he has. He's a Rasha, he's an evil person. He can be transformed in one second, from a russia tatzadik. Because the kiddushim will be good, right? The Gemara does not say that by Torah. The Gemara doesn't say that by Torah. The Gemara says that if I'm on the condition that I'm a tamar I on the condition that I'm a Torah scholar, he has to know something. He has to know something to qualify. He can't just go and maybe he just, you know, turned around and thought about some Torah in his head. He, the, the Torah does transform a person into a different person, but over a, a period of time over a long period of time. Tshuva is different. Tshuva, the Gemara is saying, is instantaneous. If we want to be different, if we want to change, we can instantly change. I guess according to what we're saying, 10 days. Is Tshuva, uh, you have 10 days, but Torah you need more than 10 days. So this is the this is the point. The whole point of our discussion is, is that it's true that there are other things that transform a person into a different being that a Benin would be able to utilize to, to merit to be written in the Book of Life on Rosh Hashanah. But the only thing that's effective and quick and, and, and immediate is Tshuva. A person can decide to, to change. He has free will and he changes. You know? I never do this, but from this moment, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm reading a book and I used to read it every single day. Now I don't read it anymore. Well, from today on in, I'm reading, I'm reading it every day. Or from today on in, I'm going to chakras. Or from today on in, a person can just decide that if they really wanted to, they have free will. They can do whatever they want. And from now on in, I'm going to I'm going to learn every single day. From now on in, I'm not going to do this this uh, this activity. It's an immediate it's an immediate effect. And when that happens, then a person automatically gets written uh, a benedict. A person who's in between gets written in the book of life. Yeah 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 you have ten days it, it doesn 't have to be all ten days you have you have ten days to do it i mean it 's better if you you know every single because you don 't know what what works and when what but yeah yeah the word the you said about um, about ghosts, that the whole Shiva goes. That's that was your own that was your own uh, no, that, no that no that's the the Rafudna says that. That's from Rafuna. That yeah, that, that whole thing that was, is Rafudna, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my shwas, yeah. The only thing right. that we're adding can you, is can you send me this recording? Sure. The only thing that we're adding is is that we're saying that that the chuv is a transformative process. Right. And we're taking the refutna to illustrate, the, we're taking the refutna about Torah to illustrate the point I'm about a stronger than in Torah. Well, no, we're just illustrating that the same with Torah is a transformative process. We're just saying, well, okay, if Torah could be a transformative, Shulah is also the same thing so in, in Rav Chaim, That's why it works for the baby. Yeah, that's what we're saying, yeah. All right, All right thank you. Thank you.